As we grow and begin being comfortable with who we are, we continuously learn our best traits or features, yet we sometimes fail or simply ignore our toxic traits. Recently, there was a viral trend where people would ask their followers to identify their toxic traits. So I ask, what are some toxic traits that have been pointed out to you? What are your thoughts? And what are some of the red flags that you claim? Ooh, that's a good question. But before that, welcome to the No Garda podcast. If this is your first time listening, my name is Tia Tran, and I'm with my co-host, Takuzwa Douglas Taranika. And this is the No Garda podcast. So you said before we begin, you wanted to touch base on something. Yes, definitely. I want to get our intro in, but I also wanted to thank our listeners. That's this right. This past week has been awesome and phenomenal. It's been crazy. Definitely. We've had people reach out from Instagram, people listening all around Spotify. We're on Anchor, on Apple Music. But just seeing that community and seeing people connect has been pretty cool. So where are the some of the people that you've been seeing? Obviously the DMV. Definitely the DMV. Big shout out to the DMV first and foremost. We have people listening from Alabama, Louisiana, Delaware, Pennsylvania. Alabama. Alabama. Do you know anyone from Alabama? I don't know any Bamas in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> but that is like a DMV slang thing. Yeah. Um, New York. And of course, like I said, the DMV. We appreciate each and every one of you um, for reaching out to us, the ones that didn't and listened. Of course, we appreciate that as well. Yeah, and remember to always like, share, and subscribe. Uh, we, like Douglas was saying, we're on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor. And we always love the feedback that we're getting because we we know it's coming, coming from a place um, uh, of love. So whenever you decide, you, the listeners, decide to leave a review, leave a five-star review, we'll certainly read that on air if you feel comfortable. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I kind of like the idea of reading any non-five stars, too. That way we have no guard up and we're being transparent. That's a good point. Hey, we haven't maybe, talked about that, but I like that, too. Yeah, if we get a lot of reviews, maybe we'll do, like, some raffles where we just, like, read off different reviews and get right. off prizes or something cool like that. Exactly. Um, we we're learning as we go. Definitely. Definitely. And it's been a huge learning experience because podcasting is not as simple as just starting out talking on a, a, a something that c c can record your audio. It's way more than that. 100%. And then even with the editing portion of it to make it sound good, you know, just yeah. add one side of it and now going online and doing that. Uh, big shout outs to all the people that create tutorial videos on YouTube because there's Huge. nothing you can't say you can't do. You just have to figure out and learn how to do it. Right. You know? And with us, with this podcast, as we're openly learning as we're going, you know, the name is No Guard Up and me and Tiet speak with No Guard Up. We ask that, of course, our audiences listen with No Guard Up as well. You know, so when you're hearing our stories, one, of course, it's not nice to judge people, but also at the same time, when you're reflecting on yourself, you know, if anything connects with you, don't judge yourself. Have no guard up, though. Like, be honest with yourself because that's, you know, yourself and you owe that to yourself. And I think that's a great transition into the No Guard Up podcast. Question that you have? That Yeah, the question. Uh. I know. I know. No guard up. No <laughs> exactly, guard up. Exactly. No. And I, I definitely did see those trends going around. Yeah. And did you participate? Myself, no. I I need to work on my social media presence. Um, I'm not a big social media person. Like, I just, that's not my thing. Can I ask know? why? I don't know. I think when it comes to how I spend my time, I try and be conscious about it. So mm -hmm. I know I can go in loophole. Like, 
down down a loop when it comes to like Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, right? Yeah. So I, I do that. I have them. I have those handles. So I'm conscious of that I do that. So I try and limit how much I do that. Mm-hmm. And I think in the past like year or so as well, just more of this reflecting and trying to be in my own space, in my own world without yeah. any influence of anything outside. So that was kind of my reason for that. I've, I'm not against it. I enjoy it because I think you get to connect and see with people and just share so much in ways you never did before. Right. I think what makes it so challenging or even with that post let's say i think it's great to always reflect and definitely always like dissect yourself and see all these angles but Wait, also well, mm-hmm. you said that post what's that the post? post i'm sorry the post is in the trend the trend of asking okay, what are it. your toxic traits right i think the danger in people asking that on social media is like if you have thousands of followers yeah and people that don't know you and they don't know who you are. They might have just seen a post. And from that post, they're like, oh, this person's arrogant. And they're like, oh, one of your toxic things that you're arrogant. So now you have all these different things being thrown around, right? Sure. Whereas our first podcast was talking about your inner circle, your community. Like, that's who you should be asking. You know, people that know you fairly well, um, I think, if you're going to be asking such a deep question, like, what are your toxic traits, you know? So, yeah. But some people only know you from certain scenarios or certain situations. Mm-hmm. And their impression of you from however long that connection is based on that interaction they can say okay this person cuts me off when i talk which i do to you a lot um that's one of my toxic traits <laughs> so like i i think it's still valid because it's coming from their perspective and obviously whatever you're portraying it might not be a hundred percent but it's mm-hmm. you know it, it's already out there I, I could say something but in my back of my mind i don't mean it Right. So they they can only they can only receive what you're what you're giving them. That's fair. It's fair. And I think it's definitely important one to know yourself, but also be open to that criticism. Yeah. You know, being open and just being like, okay, what points did they have when they said that? Right. Dissecting something. My toxic traits, man, I would say I'm definitely a people pleaser. Okay, I can especially when I care about people like that's something that I'll put in the forefront for me and that can go good or bad in relationships. I definitely am super affectionate where I think my younger self wanted, like if I thought I knew what was best for somebody, I would do my best to like explain and like get them to see that. Okay. And then now when I reflect on it, I'm like, no, I should never have to convince somebody or like change them of their opinion. You can give them a suggestion or have a discussion. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But back then it was almost like a mission that it's like, oh man, like I I really got to help this person. But in reality, it's like, no, you know, that's something I definitely feel could be seen as toxic and might've been toxic in relationships, you know? So you said back then, back then would mean you still have the toxic trait or you don't have it anymore? Or just a slight variation of it. I guess when I was saying back then, I meant like in my earlier 20s, like my teens dating. I think now it's definitely still there. I don't think it's something that just goes away. I think now it's finding ways of, okay, how do I... How do I make sure that I translate this in a way that reflects love and has good intention? Okay. You know, a lot of things that I think when it comes to like, let's say relationships, be it with friends or family, whatever, loved ones, it's it's so much a reflection of how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I always think like, okay, before I say anything or before any, like reflect, what am I seeing in myself? What is that? Okay. You know? um, so I think it's still there. That's a part of me. Um, it's just a matter of slowing down and finding the right way to channel and use it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think a lot of, our toxic traits is that we just look for the the easy way and we don't slow down 
for sure. Mm-hmm. I did not participate in that trend either. There are some girls that I follow or are still following me that we had a previous history with, and I would be scared. Guard up. I am scared. To see what they have to say? Yeah, I, I don't. Like, bad texter, sure. You know, probably. Not answering back, yeah. Communication issues, yeah, because I, for whatever reason, I just didn't prioritize that person. Mm-hmm. So maybe prioritization or setting expectations early, it, that's a hard part for me. That's it, No one likes awkward, difficult conversations. So I think I don't get ahead of that early enough so that we don't become or we don't block each other on Instagram or we have a falling out because of a misunderstanding. So I think those are my toxic traits. And okay. That's why I didn't want to participate like, in it. Ew. Yeah. No, thank you. I don't know. I, I would. I definitely want to hear what people would have to say as far as like people that I might have dated with. You know, right? Um, I th- when you said toxic traits too, though, I think there's a difference at somebody, let's say, that doesn't respond to texts at a timely manner or is a bad communicator, and another toxic trait might be somebody that's a narcissist. You know, mm. and I think that's such two different levels where it's like, and also I think another dangerous thing about traits or these toxic traits too is it's like you can become aware of them and you can change and become a better person and still use them or you can be somebody that's like oh this is like leveling up my toxic trait like now i have more tools like i was talking to fung about this and she was mentioning this other gentleman that's like his whole thing on his podcast or his channel is that he admits that let's say he's a narcissist Mm -hmm. and as he learns these things about it he's like oh man i need to unlearn so much for me to not to be a narcissist but when he looks at the outside world and he's like other people men or women that might be narcissists when they learn these same things they take that information to then use and manipulate people more you know so i think it's also a matter of like being aware that like just just because you meet somebody that's aware of their toxic traits doesn't mean that they don't see the negative side of it like they're still using it to benefit them like they're still researching all these things about their toxic traits to benefit them if that makes sense some people for sure that's what i mean some people not everybody not everybody not everybody it's just the thing of like just always follow your gut. Like, even though somebody might, might be talking to somebody that's like, oh, yeah, I know I used to be a da-da-da-da, but now I'm changed. It's like, yeah. uh, okay, cool. Like, s- still follow your gut. S- you know, like, follow that path. Some people still be scheming, if that makes sense. So how do you think you develop a toxic trait or toxic traits, the the narcissism or any of the isms that, you, that people proclaim that you are? Mm-hmm. How do you think that just gets molded into your personality? I think just like everything else that we know, like it's taught, right? So from might be from the way that we are raised as children. It might be from how we grew up in an environment at school, whatever it may be. And I think that's yeah. part of people reflecting is it's like, okay, where did this start? And I don't think it's a matter of playing a blame game. I think it's a matter of understanding we're all storytellers. So how is this story being twisted or working? So like, let's say with Ethiopian culture, Growing up in Zimbabwe, or even when we'd visit in Ethiopia, let's mm-hmm. say, even if it's an adult, but usually with children, if they trip and they're about to fall, or if somebody's about to get hurt, you would quickly say, like, inane, which means not you, but me. Mm-hmm. So you're essentially being like, I don't want anything bad to happen to you, let it happen to me. Like, you're taking that bad energy and saying, let it happen to me. Like, that small little gesture. So growing up hearing that, and growing up here, like, that's such a beautiful thing. But when you also look at it, somebody might take that as oh, I have to prioritize other people's safety and happiness before mine. I Mm -hmm. should be willing to get hurt if I love somebody. 
So, you know, it's all this thing of like how things can be twisted. And, and now if somebody goes through their life being like, oh, if I love somebody, I should be willing to do whatever it takes and take whatever pain they might experience onto me because that's what true love is. And they tie it to how they were raised. Mm-hmm. So I think so many things can be tied to that. And I think when you look at the past, don't look at it to blame. Instead, be like, oh, now I understand. Now I can take this and use this in a positive way to be a better person, you know? Right. I definitely do agree it is taught but it's also a self-defense mechanism because you only go back to those traits or go back to your habits because that's what you're comfortable with and you place yourself in that comfortability level you're you're out of spectrum at one point you're you're you know you're out of your element and Mm -hmm. the only way you can go back to it is those traits that you're so comfortable doing for so many years or even months for however long you decide to, to to portray those toxic traits so I, I agree with you in that sense. And I I like what you said that, you know, when the whole love thing, you know, this is how I'm taught. And so now do I have to feel the same pain as them? I, I That I honestly do not know. I think that those are dependent on d- different individuals and if they're comfortable taking on that, that stress and, that, and, and those pains. Of course. No, definitely. Definitely. And I think to your point too, it's like people go back to it because it's all that they know in some situations, you yeah. know? And it's like those toxic traits or characteristics that they don't even label as toxic. It's just who they are. Might've come in handy and saved them in difficult times in their life. Right. You know? So for them, it's like this, now this is my backbone. Like this is what's got me here. So they always jump back to it, not knowing that there's another alternative or different paths or different ways. Yeah. You know? Definitely. I agree. I agree. So what about as far as for you, do you feel like these traits, is it something that you also see in your family as far as like your brothers? I know you have brothers and sisters or do you see different versions of it or anything like that? Or is it just you? So some traits are just me. Some traits we all share. I think my entire family, we are impulsive by nature. So we're quick to do things, Mm -hmm. right? Where our personality traits will... (laughs) One of the, so the company I work for, they did a personality test to see how you work as an individual. And so I am the person that just needs to, to start up and I'll work it as I go, right? As of the other side of the spectrum, people would want to plan things out and write every detail before they even step foot on the finish line. Mm. So if I can compare it to like running, the exact same way. The way I started running is I got my shoes and I ran outside. So other people do a lot of research, what stretches I need to do, what kind of diet, all this stuff before I even run. And so when I do that, a good and bad thing, if I start planning, I might psych myself out and I just don't want to do anymore. I'm like, there's so much work already needs to be done before I need to even start. Why even bother? Mm -hmm. But there's also a good thing because you can slow down and do it once, right? Measure twice to cut once. I'm a cut, I will cut as many times as I can until I get it right. I don't agree with that. I So explain. I, I You're right. That is who you are, that other side of it. But that's not all that you are. At the same time, when you look at, let's say, Charm, for example, you did a lot of research when it comes to training dogs. When it came to hosting the holiday party, you did research and hosting the holiday party. So it's like you had these things that were happening, right? But yeah. you didn't just impulse it and be like, oh, you know what, the day of, I'm a nice <laughs> guy, I'll figure it out. Or you didn't just impulse and buy any breed or any dog and right. just figure out as you're going. No, like your dog, when I'm playing with your dog, like I rarely get hurt. Like, you know what I mean? Like he, he is rough as he is with his mouth. His teeth, he, he knows, he's so careful. And that's from 
careful training, right? From research. Same thing with this podcast, yeah. right? You did a lot of research. So I say this to say, like, you're right, though. That other side of you is there. And it's a matter of, it's a, it's a balance. It's finding that balance of when you need to use this, when you need to use that. I appreciate you saying that, but both things, the dog, the pod, all impulses. All, 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 no, all three things, the the dog, the Friendsgiving, and the podcast, I literally just had to start doing it. I'm like, let's uh, host a Friendsgiving, and I'm going to get a dog. And then as soon as I got the dog, then I started doing research. Because <laughs> I like hold myself accountable. I'm like, okay, there's no Oh, so it was no once you had charm, that's when you started doing the research, not before? Yeah, like literally when I was At texting the lady. you did the, the research lady. too. That's will give you credit for doing the research. Well, I just don't want a shitty dog. There you go. That, that was my own thing. But with the holiday party, you did the videos before the holiday party. Yeah, but it was Fung like texting everybody. And I'm like, oh, this is real now. Like, I need to start. Like, it's happening. Yeah, I need to start organizing. Rather than a, a lot of people would say, all right, let's start organizing, and then we'll do the announcement, and then we'll think about, like, what day to announce I and see stuff what like you're that. Saying. Like I see the small details, I don't think like that. I just need to start doing it, and then I'll just learn as I go. I feel like I'm exactly the same. I couldn't say that I would do it any differently. Like, I would like, I would, the idea of like pre planning definitely sounds appealing. And I feel like, let's see, when it comes to my business, there's certain things where I have to do that. Right. But when it comes to like family or friends and things like that, I love the idea of just enjoying things on the fly and on the go and how they kind of like just flow, you know? So I can see that appeal. I don't think it's a toxic trait, though. Oh, I appreciate it. So based on that subject, too, and what I was just thinking, so when you think about toxic traits or just personality traits as people, it's about like kind of finding that balance, like everything can connect to persistence, resistance, dominance, reliance, mm -hmm. and like those four traits and how well you balance those. Like the dominance and the persistence, people can see that as somebody that is like a really strong ego or somebody that's really pushy or stuff like that. But in reality, sometimes you have to be very dominant or persistent in certain things you might want in your life. Mm -hmm. And then with the reliance, persistence, it's like you, you have to be able to do that and have that balance as well. Right. So when you're able to equally do that, you can kind of channel through things better as opposed to just being dominant all the time or being reliant all the time or, you know, yeah. and just finding that balance. So I think that's, that's just the journey that I'm on is finding that balance of all four of those and seeing which ones I need in what situation and making sure that I always move with positive intent. You know, the dominant thing, I think people always refer to it. At least I do is the, the alpha I got to be an alpha all the time. And that's not true. I like it's. I yeah, bro. It's, it's not true, bro. You know? Yeah. You, like, like I, I just don't understand some of those. That's a toxic trait. And, and I think I had yeah. that, especially being some people would probably think I have like a Napoleon complex because I'm short. You're short. I didn't, I didn't even notice. I appreciate it. You don't see height. No, I don't see height. <laughs> I just you can't see, see me because I'm too short. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> no, but I, I don't know if I have a Napoleon complex. I just think I'm loud. So I just think I need to be heard because you're so tall, you're so up there, and I have to yell until you, you know, until it goes into your your eardrum. A wise man once said, "We're all self-conscious." I'm just the first to admit it. Mm, who said that? Kanye West. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I have you dealt. We're with, all self-conscious. I'm just the first to admit it. Yeah. What? Have you dealt with someone that is like super alpha, super dominant? Definitely, I definitely have countless number of times. And at the same time, I found myself being triggered to be at that same level as them. So to the point where I was almost like ready to be an alpha too. But in reality, I'm like, oh no, like the more I let my guard down, they kind of lifted their alpha more and then brought it back down. So specifically, what did you mean you wanted to be more like them? What does that mean? So I think it's same thing. It's like a defense mechanism. So you go back to what you know. So once I, for me, it's like I felt that energy rise where it's like, I'm okay, I'm, 
with my height, I can tell when guys like stature up and try and like get big and they want to like, but if we're just having a discussion, you don't have to change your stature that much. So like me seeing that happen makes my body react like, okay, this guy's changing his stature. So I change my stature. His voice starts getting higher. My voice starts getting higher. Instead of me thinking of the positive things to say for this conversation to go the right way, in my mind, I'm like, what can I say that will really irk this guy right now? Because mm. then I also have that side of me that's like- You jerk. You, exactly. You know, and it's like, don't use your words for yeah. that. Like, don't don't be that smart. And I, sometimes I can't, not sometimes, a lot of the time I can be, especially with friends. So it's like, I like that respect of the friendship joking side. Don't use your words to instill hate. Mm. So when that starts happening, that's when I'm like, all right, let the alpha have it. So he goes from dominance to reliance. So now I have to act like I rely on this person. Oh, tell me you more. You just gave it to him? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's, it's so much easier. I like that. I, I, it's so much easier. And then for me, it's, I'd rather get used to that and walking away and not feeling def like deflated and just drained and uh, like, well, no, like just keep moving. So do you think when someone is being a little out of control, a little too alpha, is the best scenario just to walk away? Or do you continue listening if this person is a friend? It's definitely a case-by-case -case situation. If it's a friend, it's what, I think it's what's in the moment. So I think everybody's on their own journey. Mm -hmm. So for me, if somebody's having an alpha moment and they're in that moment and whatever's going on and my safety is not at harm and my peace is centered, like I'm not letting it affect me, I'll let them go through that emotional journey, like whatever's rolling through, right? Because sometimes if you don't entertain that, it dies out and the truth comes out. But if you entertain that and you try and defend yourself, now it's the battle of egos. It's mm -hmm. whose ego can go the longest, you know? And when you break it down, when you have nothing to prove, you can argue for a long-ass time for no yeah. reason, you know? So that, that's just my approach with it. And when I think of Alpha, I do think, like, loudest in the room, person that needs all the attention, and just trying to steer conversations and stuff like that, not letting it, a lot of other people talk or... They just want to be right. Yeah, they, they just want to be, be right. right. That's what I'm thinking about. That's the definition. And if you guys have a def different definition, please feel free to put that in the review and, and correct us. But when I think of that, I, I, I do think of those. Uh, unfortunately, some of the, the bigger alpha that I've seen in my life is from just in college. You know, everyone's trying to be the, the big dog, uh, the, the top guy, dog in college, whatever it's called, whatever. But yeah, yeah that's what I... That's what I think about, and those are the people that I, honestly, I'm kind of like you as a jerk. I'm like, what can I say to really make this person mad? And I think the reason now why I have that mindset of, like, walking away and letting things be as peaceful as possible, it yeah. ties back to how we were talking about our toxic traits, right? So where did it come from? Where did it start? So that's also what we have to remind ourselves is these people are on their own journeys. Yeah. So these alpha alpha toxic traits might just be a defense mechanism for them like who knows why they have to put this big wall up to defend themselves what trauma they went through mm -hmm. and sometimes we don't even want to hear the trauma they went through especially when it comes to like men you know and for some men they want to put on that bigger chest to cover up something extremely traumatic that they went through right but it gets to the point to us where we don't even want to hear that because of how toxic their alpha stuff is you know so i think it's good to remind yourself well i remind myself that this person's on a journey I need to do little as I can to ignite or spark or add fuel to this flame because who knows how they might react. Five seconds of my life reacting might just change the next 15 years of my life. Yeah. You know, so it's like, let me calm down a bit. Let me walk away from this peaceful. I'll be good. That's good that you mentioned that because I remember sharing the story with you and Fung is that when I was in middle school all the way to high school, there was a big stocky guy. Let His name is not this, 
but let's just call him Josh. Mm-hmm. He was my height, but probably, I don't know, 12 years old. He was probably like 150 pounds. Whoa. And then going and uh, getting bigger until high school, 200 pounds, a brick. And he's not fat. He was just big and bulky. And he used to bully everybody. And mm-hmm. he was the quote-unquote alpha, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember one time in English class, Josh, he was playing around with this with a, a safety pin mm-hmm. and he took it out or not a safety pin a safety clip and he took it out where the pointy end is sh- is showing right and he started like cutting himself in class wow and obviously okay. yeah as a 31 year old now i'm saying that is a cry for help yeah 100 percent. he was adopted there was probably stuff going at home but as a 12 13 14 year old kid when i looked at that i just said ew and I literally walked away. Yeah. I was like, and you didn't know. You didn't, and that was probably your first time being exposed to that in real life, like in front of you. I never knew that was an option. You know what I mean? Like, that was just like, ew, what the fuck? I ne- what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just never thought. I saw it in movies. Yeah. But I never. I was like, you know, movies get their ideas from real life. And there he is, Josh, doing that to himself in the middle of class. In the middle of class. And, and that's insane for me to even process, like, in the middle of class. Yeah. I So... My other toxic trait is I can be an asshole. And so as a kid, listening to my Zoom blasting Papa Roach, mm. just cut my life into pieces. I, <laughs> I was just like, I am so sorry, dude. Like now, if you hear this and if you know this is you, I'm not going to say your name on air. I apologize for, for not being there for you because I considered him a friend, especially back then. I, I don't talk to him now, but it was so foreign to me and that comes back to my toxic trait and, and again he was the alpha he was the big guy like i and you didn't expect it from him too no because he i thought he thought he has no feelings because he will punch his feelings away and i didn't want to be feeling mm. <laughs> i didn't want to get hit in the face no, by, that makes sense by josh so and it makes sense what you what you had said earlier that you know why do we have these toxic traits we go back to them like when we don't know anything else so in those moments where you were exposed to something you didn't know you went back to who you were and you were like oh Ew, you know, it's supposed to be. And I like, didn't mean to be funny. I hey, swear. What's happening? What, are you okay? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just how we react. I would hope I do that now. Yeah, I, I think you would. After I, you said ew. <laughs> you know, reflecting and just speaking about my toxic traits and hearing yours definitely helps a lot. And, you know, I definitely invite all of our listeners and friends, family out there, you know, to have similar discussions with your community, your inner circle, the people you trust the most. And be open to the dialogue, be open to different points of view, and, you know, be willing to grow from it as long as you take that positive feedback. So, Tiet. Yes. All this reflecting on not just my toxic traits, but here and yours as well has been very informative. Yeah. And one of our toxic traits, at least for the podcast, is Mm. that we can go on forever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. Just like that. Just like that. That was Tiet, by the way, not me. (laughs) So before we go on too long, uh, we wanted to end the podcast here. But before we end, we're still working on our our toxic traits. But before we end, we wanted to leave you with one final thing. Tiet, I'd like to leave on this note, you know, with us reflecting and just looking at ourselves and our toxic traits with no guard up. We invite our listeners, family and friends to do the same, you know, in your circles, in your communities. You know, speak with the people that are closest to you that know you fairly well and when you reflect with yourself, have no guard up. Look at the intent of growing and becoming a better person. It's going to be awkward, but it's going to be really good, too. There you go. We grow and we are uncomfortable. So with that, my name is Tia Tran. This is Takuza Douglas Taranika. This is the No Guard Up podcast. Good morning, 
Good afternoon. Good evening. Peace.